Second time starting this recording up again. I'm, uh. Yeah, I dropped the mic between the chair and the center console of the car. But, anyways, um. Welcome back to the pod, back to theory and theology. And today, I wanted to talk about this topic that I wasn't too sure, um. Uh, about, like, I, I still don't have, like, a clear, uh, detailed, um, you know, I don't really know where I'm going with this, really, but, um, one of my friends and I got into this conversation, and, you know, along the route, um, I learned what the, what the term baby rabies means, and I did not know what that meant, I've never heard of it before, um, and I was trying to guess what it was before they, like, explained what it meant. And I was, like, way off. Like, I think initially I thought it meant, um, I don't know what I thought it meant. I can't remember what my guess was, but it was off, way off and wrong. Um, so, yeah, but basically what it means is, like, when a, you know, when a, when a woman is kind of, uh, you know, about to, I guess if she's going to hit menopause and kind of wants to have a baby, um, or might potentially hit menopause. Um, but basically it, uh, speaks to, you know, the whole biological clock ticking kind of situation. And, it was kind of interesting because, you know, uh, you know, my friend was kind of surprised I hadn't heard it. And I was like, once they described what it meant, I was like, oh, I'm kind of surprised I haven't heard it too. And I was thinking like, well, why? Why have I never heard of this before? Um, especially because I talk to people so much. It's not like I'm like a complete, like stay by myself and never talk to anybody. Right. So I was a little... I was kind of also like, oh, like, why don't I know this, you know? Um, like, I don't know everything, but that was a little weird to me that I was like, ah, oh, something like this I don't really know. Um, so I was a little surprised, shocked, but kind of like whatever, you know? Um, I just found it interesting that I didn't know what it was. And then, um, you know, I started just this morning kind of thinking, like, well, why? Like, why would I not know what that is? Um... And I started thinking about, you know, the Adventist realm that I grew up in. And then also, you know, I know so many LGBT people that it's like, it's not, it's not that they don't want to have kids. It's just, it's not really a conversation that's like always coming up. Uh, Like I've known people who want to adopt. I have a friend like who's a couple who's married um, with kids, well, a kid I don't really have that many friends that are married, that many friends that have money. I live in Southern California. Everybody's kind of broke. Everybody's been kind of broke. Most of my friends don't have houses. The ones who have had apartments, the majority of the ones in LA 
um, have kind of moved around a bit. A lot of my LA friends live with their families, uh, parents and things like that. So I, you know, I don't know that many people, even in the first place that I grew up with that wanted to have kids, like in the Adventist world, I think I, I can name two guys. I'm not going to name them by name, but I can name two guys that I knew always were like, oh yeah, I want to have kids. I want to have kids. I want to have a family and kids. They're probably the only people who I know who I've heard say that, um, who I knew for a fact that I was like, they really want kids, you know? Um, I have a few friends with kids. Um, of the people I actually consider close friends that I hang out with or would likely hang out with, probably like now three of them have kids but pretty much all the rest of my friends don't have kids so um and I know a lot of people who don't want to have kids a lot of people who are kind of like could take it or leave it or if they get with someone who already has kids they're kind of like they'd be cool with it um but I started wondering about it and I was like you know I think it's it's also because um In Adventist society, or, you know, in this Adventist world, um, that I, you know, the one that I grew up in, people don't, um, really talk too much about, like, I don't know, it's not like a very sex positive environment, first of all. Like, the messages I got about sexuality were pretty much not positive. Like, I had, I often wonder how my outlook on life would have been if I didn't have the specific youth pastor that I did have. He kind of had a knowledge of psychology. He worked in sales, software sales. He was um, pretty open-minded about people's differences he was probably the least prejudiced adult that I knew like I can't recall him ever having an opinion that was like oh like bleh. you know like don't do this don't do that like he was strict because like in Adventism most of the adults are strict he was strict but he wasn't um unreasonable or prejudiced necessarily like the way it came out so say for example topics about sexuality he was pretty much able to describe things like when like I remember when he wasn't our pastor and some other people kind of took took the reins they kind of uh took his place and they kind of talked more about like I remember we were watching these like abortion videos it was disgusting like it was like so gross like there was like some scene where they had like these fetuses in these cups or something I was like ugh like just stuff that's like almost like scarring when you're like dang like why were they showing us this you know like you could tell it's like you know they're trying to promote the agenda of um 
you know, following all those rules. And especially when it comes to sexuality, those rules were some of the most strict. Like, I don't know why it is that, like, the sexuality stuff is where most of the prejudice and fear and issues would come up. And so, you know, it wasn't uncommon that I knew people who didn't really go out with, like, there were female friends that didn't really have a lot of freedom, especially, like, my Latina um, uh, female Adventist friends. I feel like they didn't really have a lot of, like, freedom to go do a lot of stuff. Uh, Their parents used to be pretty strict. Uh, We could go over to their houses and stuff, but, like, a lot of times they'd, they'd be the ones with the curfews, had to be home at a certain time. Um, like, we would usually go home at, like, a decent time. Like, I was rarely out past, like, 10 unless we, like, saw a movie that started really late and then we'd be there. We'd just go straight home after. Like, I don't live in an area of the city where you could really be out that late anyways. Um, but yeah, we kind of tried to, you know, have more... Like, I don't know, like, I guess just this pastor, he was really, uh, well, he wasn't really a a legit pastor, but he was like, he, you know, you know, I mean, like, they take on the roles and stuff. So basically, you know, he, he was pretty good. Like, I remember, like, when they would talk about, like, LGBT stuff, he would just talk about his experiences with people, kind of what he thinks, um... And he would always kind of, you know, bring things to the Bible, but also, like, talking about love and stuff like that. Like, his perspective in life was more on, like, loving people and not treating people bad or shaming people or whatever. Like, he was very, like, even to this day, like, I saw him not recently, probably like four or five years ago, but he's one of those people that's like, you know, he didn't really leave, like, a bad taste in my mouth. There were a lot of people who didn't like him because he was maybe a little way too liberal for them. But just kind of, like, how he was was really helpful. Um, like, churches are always going to be talking about, um, you know, about religious things. Um You know, they're always going to be talking about, um, yeah, like religious related topics. And, you know, they talked about, I guess they mostly talked about, um, you know, when they talked about sexuality topics, it was never, it was never really open-minded, like, I talked about before in past episodes how our sex ed classes were like they were basically like this is how a person gets pregnant and then like the basics of like puberty kind of thing and I've talked about it before too like my parents never were like I mean I'm it's nice that they didn't like I don't think I want them to sit down and try to have some kind of sex talk with me but they didn't really do that um most of what I learned was from friends that were church friends that were like older than me that were like nice and I trusted them probably 
I, there were a lot of people that I find that, like, I learned definitely to trust them uh, more than others. So there were some friends that I had. Um, geez, this gas is six thirty nine. Is that a mistake? That's crazy. The gas across the street is over a dollar cheaper. <laughs> like that's insane. Wow. I don't I don't even understand how that's possible. Um <laughs> what the heck? Um wow, I'm just a little shocked, sorry. Um that was the cheapest gas on the list. All the gas was in the six dollar range. Wow, that's insane. Anyways, anyways, my goodness, I'm sorry. Um yeah, so these people, you know, they talked about um you know, they never really, they, they taught the basics. It wasn't like some groups of people, how you learn like nothing. Like, and there were a lot of people that, you know, did kind of know a lot. Their parents talked to them a lot. They, they were really kind of involved with the, what would you call it? Um, like, uh, they had a lot of uh, things that they that they I don't know what I'm trying to say like like secular I don't want to call it like secular like that like but non-religious like they were open-minded to like not sticking to the religion so deeply or you know having kind of like you know, doing the, like, religious traditions, but they were kind of more, like, open-minded and, you know, weren't so, like, stuck in their, like, freaking, like, heads up their asses kind of thing. Um, and then there were people who were, like, so strict that were, like, wow. <laughs> like, they wouldn't listen to music on the radio. They wouldn't go see bands or movies that weren't religious. They wouldn't um, all their life was pretty much revolved around, like, even if it's, you know, like, they, they just didn't have an open mind towards how other cultures did things, and they were just kind of like, our way is right, it's the only right way, and everything else is evil, pretty much. Um, but yeah, like, the way people talked about, about, um, pregnancy and marriage and stuff, like, usually, traditionally, Adventists have a lot of schools, and so usually after you finish, you know, elementary, high school, you go on to an Adventist college, and a lot of people are raised in the Adventist school system. I was, for the most part, like I went third through tenth grade, but some people went kindergarten or preschool all the way through college and only went to Adventist schools. I am glad that I did not do that. Um... But a lot of people I know did. And I kind of wonder if it's like maybe a combo of the economy. Because I think when I got out of grad school, I want to say it was around 2011 or something like that. When I got out of grad school, uh, like the economy kind of crashed right before that. And then I think not just grad school, but I think... Um, Another 
expensive gas. Um, $6.39 at the cheapest for cash. $6.49 for credit debit. The one across the street here, uh, $5.89 is uh, cash, and then credit is $5.99. So I don't know what's up with these chevrons. Um, anyways, yeah, so that was, you know, people would kind of, uh, um, you know, they'd, they'd be a little, you know, that was kind of the tradition, you know, go to school, you kind of start dating, like most people I knew kind of started dating somewhat maybe their senior year like whenever they had like those banquets those senior and uh lower level grade banquets like it was kind of weird because we at the school I went to went to 10th grade and it was a junior academy and so in the Adventist world they do have junior academies and academies uh some of the, the academies it's not uncommon to have like boarding schools like I know a lot of friends who went to boarding school as well um monterey bay academy and uh uh monterey in california um i don't know if walla walla is a college i think walla walla is a college uh up in washington um uh glendale academy in glendale in california it's not it's it's a day school um, Newberry Park is considered, at least it was, I don't know now, um, it's an academy, it's considered boarding, but it's like, there's some housing that the school owns behind their school, and there's like a little cul-de-sac or a little street of some houses on that street that some families, Adventist families or some some teachers live and let students live with them so it's kind of like a dorm style but you live with the students you you live with other students in a house uh where there's an adult that lives there either a teacher or a family or a i don't know if there's any single parents i don't really know um but yeah and so there's a lot of um you know like i think people usually would start dating with those banquets that's from what I think I noticed that people will go to those banquets for a lot of them that had the really strict families, that would be the first time they would be allowed or not. It's not like a, like, Oh, it's the first time I'm allowed to like go on a date, but it's like, because it was provided by the school, um, it wasn't really considered like off limits because, you know, it was going to be chaperoned. Um, the school kind of um, allowed it. Um, they hosted it. There were teachers and like parent chaperones and stuff. Like, dang. Um, and so, because of the amount of people there, you know, it like I think it was considered like safe. Like nobody was like, oh, like don't go to these banquets or whatever like but I don't I know a lot of kids that weren't allowed to date in high school 
or junior high. It was more like when they were older. Like, I feel like people in that religion, not all of them, but there were quite a few people that I felt were maybe like a little bit behind and mostly because their families made them get behind. Their families kind of made them um, not able to, you know, fully live a normal life uh, like the rest of society. They had this kind of rare way of kind of like viewing things and doing things. Um... Alright guys, let's resume. I went and got the pastries. Um, is this mic on? Hello, hello? Yeah, it's on. Alright. I'll make sure it's capturing everything. Alright, so... I would say... Once... Once people kind of got out of high school... I'm just talking generally. There were there were exceptions to all of this. Um, but once people kind of got out of high school, um, it wasn't... I mean, once, sorry, I'm trying to turn and there's like a car that's not signaling, of course, because it's too difficult, right? Um, but yeah, there was a, like a lot of people kind of, I don't know, like I think around that age, like, because I remember being like eighth grade, probably around, like there was some some kids that were always crushing on people and flirting and stuff like that. There were a couple females that were like that from probably fifth grade, sixth grade, always flirting with the boys, kind of physical, um, that kind of thing. And I just was often in the room, like when things were going on, like I remember there was this one little room. I don't know what the room was. It was kind of like a between kind of room like where you would walk in from like the outside like side we used to have these tables on the side of the school like kind of lunch tables but there were also these trees where all these bugs would like fall in your food and stuff and um but yeah we had this this table area and a lot of times you know people would be at the tables outside and then there was a little area where you could come inside where there were tables. There's like those long like bench bench and table, kind of like those heavy ones that take a couple people to move. Um, we had those like indoors and it was kind of like a homework room slash indoor lunch space slash, you know, if they had like a little event or like if you're, you know, it would like a little like small assembly room or something like choir practice room like we, it would depend what was going on we would kind of use that room for different things uh at the school like different teachers would use it for different reasons at different times basically um and I remember having this one classmate who was my age like I think I was about a year older than everyone in my class because I started school in Missouri 
and they were a year um I don't know they basically a lot of the the students in my grade were a year younger than me um most of them were um but there's this one girl in my grade who kind of liked flirting with guys that were kind of older so let's say we were in like seventh grade or something and she would be pretty flirty with like the ninth graders the tenth graders um she was pretty flirty with them um but taking gas pictures but yeah she would be pretty flirty and um i remember her being um just oh my gosh sorry yeah she would be pretty flirty with these guys and she was like you know, always, like, touching them and stuff and doing all kinds of things. Uh, so I was kind of just, like, doing my homework and, like, you know, just like the rest of us. Like, I, it wasn't just me in there and them. It was, like, me, them, a few other people. Most of the kids would usually be outside, and I would just go inside. Um, and they would be inside, like, on this couch just kind of flirting. And it would be a lot of the time. Um, there were other times where, um, you know, there's this other friend of mine like we were kind of the same age and a female and you know she kind of dated most of my guy friends um almost all of them she went through almost all of them um and it was kind of weird because that was kind of like not a good reputation to have but I mean I don't think they were that involved you know and then you know like I don't really know the extent to what they were doing things like I only really know that like you know on mission trips and other types of trips there'd be people like making out in buses and all kinds of stuff and I remember one trip where there was this really bad like um, sandstorm or something I don't know what you call it like it was just really really windy and it, we were in this like ranch area and there was just sand everywhere just being blown just sand being blown all over the place and so you know uh a lot of us we all went because a lot of the females we didn't see I remember we were sleeping in somebody's house somebody's ranch house and the guys were sleeping kind of like walking distance away but it was like let's call it like three city blocks distance away like we didn't really know where they were staying and they kind of showed us where they were staying because we were allowed to kind of hang out at the church which was closer to the the girl where the girls were staying but then we uh all went as a crew like girls guys everybody we all went to the um to the guys place i remember they were all sleeping like in this upstairs room um and you know they had all their sleeping bags out and stuff and we just hung out up there and I remember the youth pastor came and he was pissed he was just like what are you guys doing here like 
you know, because we weren't chaperoned. We were just, I don't know what we had been doing before, but we were doing something where we weren't chaperoned, but we were probably, like, at the church or, like, doing something. Like, they would let us kind of, like, roam in the communities or, like, be, like, it wasn't, like, that intense, but, you know, just because it was, like, I guess we'd probably been there, like, 20 minutes, maybe. I don't think we were even there an hour. Um, maybe an hour, but I really don't remember. Um, ooh, I feel like it wasn't a really long amount of time. And so we were there, and it was like, you know, we were just hanging out, talking. Like, uh, there were some kids from like Colorado, I think. I think we were with a Maranatha group. I can't remember. Like, um it was the first time we went with the group that wasn't from Valle Grande Academy in Texas and so we went with this other Maranatha group and it was kids from I don't know if they were Adventists or not I don't really know but the guys from our group and the other group were staying at a guy at a place where all the guys stayed and then the girls all stayed where the girls all stayed and so we kind of just did it that way where it was like guys girls um and then that was kind of all all it was guys girls um and we were just kind of there like we weren't doing anything we were just like talking or whatever but the youth pastor was pretty mad and i he, i don't know if he said it he was never like the girls and guys can't be in the same you know room like you know unchaperoned but I I knew that's why he was mad like we all kind of knew oh we weren't supposed to do that but also we weren't doing anything and it wasn't like it like we were literally getting out of the sandstorm and that was kind of like the solution somebody had mentioned like hey let's go over to like the guy's place or whatever and then so we all just went over there because we couldn't hang out outside, so we had to be indoors somewhere, and so we went and hung out indoors in their in their dorm, and you know, we weren't, I don't know, like, we weren't doing anything wrong, like, we didn't get in trouble, but he kind of just was a little stern and kind of like, what are you guys doing in here, like, the girls need to go to their place, or whatever he said, or like, whatever it was, I don't remember what. I don't remember the exact wording, but I do remember that there was some conflict about this issue. Um, and I don't think it was like a huge deal, but it wasn't, it wasn't nothing. Like people didn't just let it go and be like, oh, like it's nothing. Don't worry. Like it was nothing like that. So I don't know. There'd be things like that. And then, you know, there was always the message of people like don't have sex with each other and stuff before you get married like I don't know that many people that were having sex in high school um of my Adventist friends I just don't know that many who were um maybe two of them and I don't think it was really a big deal like they were older at the time like I mean maybe they were even in college I don't even remember but it wasn't really a big deal like to me but it's like like, I remember one of my friends that I met, or someone I grew up with, that, like, I, I wouldn't say we're friends, because it's kind of, you know when you know people that kind of have, like, anger issues, and they're always, like, mad and grumpy and, like, grouchy and breaking stuff and all, like, 
this person was kind of like that. So it's like we interacted and like talked and, you know, played music together and all kinds of stuff. But I don't really think they were um, pleasant to be around. Like we don't really talk anymore. Um, but, you know, there was a period for like maybe a couple years where I used to hang out with this person here and there. Um, and I got to know them a little bit better and kind of got to realize that this person really isn't that healthy to be around. Um, so yeah, we went, we kind of, you know, that, that person, I remember him mentioning, you know, cause I know he didn't go to Adventist schools and stuff and wasn't, didn't grow up Adventist, but became Adventist, I guess. And then I remember him talking about like, him saying something about having sex or something and I remember we were like in college and he I was like you've had sex before like kind of like like not really like I don't know I wasn't like trying to be judgy about the sex part it was more so like just he didn't get along with people so I was kind of like why how is that happening like who was he with and like like I wasn't like nosy of course but I was kind of like surprised I was like oh like he's not even like nice like why do people like him kind of thing but I guess apparently um somebody was into him but he wasn't like a bad guy or anything I'm just saying he was not pleasant um so yeah and I don't really know so yeah that's that's kind of mostly what I remember like it wasn't it wasn't that people weren't, um, taught about sex or knowledgeable at all about sex or anything. It was just, it just wasn't really part of the culture. Like, there was a lot of maybe stigma around it, um, in the religion when I was young, um, People just weren't, like, it was more conservative than, you know, the general population of people that, you know, maybe it was more normal for them to, like, be fooling around and all kinds of stuff. Like, even things like fooling around and, like, just, like, hooking up, not even sex hooking up, but just kind of, like, making out and stuff like that was kind of, like, a little, like, eh, I don't really know. Like, most people, like, I think what was kind of the expectation was that people were... Um, you know, um, people were, um, I guess kind of, um, chaperoned like they were expected maybe to be chaperoned or to be I don't know what the word is like chaperoned or just you know not completely left to just do whatever they want to do there really wasn't a lot of freedom you were kind of expected to stay within like certain limits that I think were more strict than what the general public would probably say or probably do um so I did know a lot of people that didn't date and stuff like that but I don't know I kind of wonder um because 
a lot of things I think take a lot of practice, right? Like I know a lot of people who maybe didn't have a very sociable upbringing where they had friends and all kinds of stuff. And because of that, you know, they kind of just don't socially have it together. And, you know, I do think that, you know, it possibly can be maybe damaging to future relationships if you, you know, don't have a positive attitude towards sex and towards, you know, anything, you know, anything in life, like things that are natural. I think it's weird how like the church tends to kind of want to make it like anything that's natural has some aspect of potential evil to it. And so they go to some extreme where it's like, stay away from this at all costs. But it's like, you know, there's always this kind of like, okay, if you do this one thing that might be kind of tempting, you know, towards, towards, towards the direction that might eventually lead to breaking the rules. Like if you're holding hands or making out, then they're like, well, you're gonna eventually be having sex with somebody. Like, that's just one step towards it. And so they'd rather just not have people doing any of it. Um, They'd rather have them always chaperoned and never really like out and dating people or anything like that. They, they, were really just kind of weird. It was just weird. Like, and I knew it was weird. I, I grew up around it. I grew up with it and I knew it was like so odd, but you know, that didn't really like phase me that much because it was like, I kind of learned, you know, if there's anything I want to do, just don't involve people in it. You know, like I had enough friends that weren't in the church that I just knew from around the neighborhood or friends of friends or whatever that I was like in contact with. This is even pre cell phones. Like I knew enough people that I was engaged with and involved with that I could hang out with them. And, you know, I just wouldn't tell anybody like what we did. It's like, okay, if I'm smoking pot or doing this or doing that, I just wouldn't tell anybody. And then word never got out. It's like, nobody's going to know if I don't say anything but I knew that most people were so gossipy and couldn't be trusted that I would never really tell them what I was actually up to when I was doing things with people. I just kind of left it because I was like, I don't need them. I don't need their judgment, you know, but I wasn't really doing that much when I was young. Like, I didn't really care, but I, I was never really interested in like most of the guys I knew or anybody from that church or anything like I just found them all to be like too conservative. They were kind of weird. Um, I found some other people that I met outside of the church to be a little more interesting, but I never, you know, most of the time it was like a turn off to me. If people were like part of the church, I was like, uh, like I'm not interested. Um, Cause I knew all the baggage that came with it. It was just too much for me, but yeah. Um, that's kind of all I've really got to say. Um, and it just, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if this is even a good topic. I feel like I've kind of spoken about it before, but yeah. Um, kind of just is what it is, right? But I just wonder, though.
because I wonder how it is, you know, I don't think, I don't think it contributes to people being comfortable, having good relationships, having good communication in relationships, knowing things about like sexuality and all kinds of stuff. Like, I feel like people just don't know. And so they're late learning about it. And I, I find that to be problematic, but I don't know what other people would say. Like, I guess a lot of these churches think it's like the best way to do it, I guess. But I think it's weird because then when you go out and you're in society and you're talking to other people, I'm not saying like you can't have a religion and you have to do things exactly as everyone else in the mainstream society. I'm just saying like it has its costs and it has its benefits. Like, yes, there are benefits to some of the religious things like that, but then there are also consequences to it. Like if you don't stay in the religion and then you come out of the religion and you're trying to like date people that aren't part of that religion, they're going to be like, what is going on? Like, you know, you're not doing things the way that other people do them. Uh, you don't think about them the same way, you know, like everything's just kind of weird. So I don't really know, but, um, all right, I gotta get, I gotta get going, but with that, thanks for listening.